It's time to experience Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Hey, kid, you want a toy? What do the man know about toys? Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. With Kung Fu Grip, the hands that grip. I have three of each, one to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. You're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy! Action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up! Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12. Brian, did you think we'd get to episode 12? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I think there's enough to talk about in the toy community that, that we'd make it this far. Yeah. I'm just happy that everyone still wants to hear from us. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of a special uh, occasion for, for Thrill of the Hunt because we recorded our first show in April of 2020. Two years. Wow. Yep. And, uh, you know, speaking of, of the show, um, we, Brian and I did a, a toy show, a Star Wars toy show here in the Orlando area uh, a couple of weekends ago on a Sunday. And, you know, several people came up and talked to us, uh, even if they didn't buy something from our booth. We we did a good job, I think, of engaging everybody that walked by and talked to a lot of great people. And if you're one of those people that we talked to, uh, thanks for stopping by our booth and talking to us. And we're, we're glad you found us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had a great time talking to everybody and telling them about uh, what we have fun talking about on on a consistent basis on this podcast and what thrill of the hunt is really about. And it seemed a lot of people were um, down with that. I mean, it seemed like they really enjoyed it and uh, were curious and wanted to learn more. And hopefully they listen in and, and hear that uh, they made it into the show, this episode that all those folks that we talked to maybe even sold a star Wars figure here and there too, uh, to help us continue to, uh, create more room in our collections for other things absolutely and i was encouraged by the number of younger collectors so when i when i use that term i'm talking collectors that are you know in their uh late teens early 20s i was encouraged yeah. by the number of com them coming through to a star wars show so that was made me feel good that you know there's still people out there that want to collect because i know sometimes we talk about on the show how our generation is probably the last generation where the hobby is going to be as big as it is, but I'm glad to see that even if it doesn't continue as big as it is or was that there are people to continue it on. Absolutely. Yeah. I was very encouraged to see that. And I remember one story in particular of a younger brother to an older brother who had grown up during the prequel time and had handed down his prequel figures to his younger brother. And was telling me how he was trying to recreate the Geonosis arena fight scene from attack of the clones and how excited he was to find, to fill in a few clone wars figures that I had to, to help build his diorama. So hearing stories like that, it just shows you that there's still a love out there um, in all ages and in all backgrounds. And may it be, you know, any, any sex or, or, um, or background uh, definitely there still is a bit of love there for uh, collecting and, putting your figures in cool scenarios. Absolutely. I, I'm re I remember that young man very well. Uh, and he was just so excited to, to just talk about what he was doing with his collection. That was pretty awesome. And, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, there was an older couple there that, that uh, 
bought the uh, Black Series race beater from me. And I thought that was cool, too. So, yeah. like, you know, it, it really covered the all, all age groups. And that's encouraging to me because sometimes we kind of think of it. Oh, well, it's our our generation, you know. But yeah, <laughs> so that was that was really neat. And, you know, I'm like telling my wife about that experience and she's like oh that'll probably be us going to a star wars show when we're that age (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah i hear you there well that was a lot of fun but we also um in just a month's time from last time we we spoke to y'all on our last episode there's been a lot of a lot of happenings a lot of news and a lot of different upcoming releases and announcements and we're going to go through some of those uh in the beginning of our episode. And, um, and then once we get through that, we're actually going to cover um, the, one of the main topics of our discussion today, which we'll be talking about international collecting because at our, at the small toy show that we did a couple weeks ago, we noticed there were a, quite a few people who were unaware or unclear of how international and import type toy companies work in that there were other options and how they were available. And uh, we ended up having some really fun educational conversations with a lot of collectors teaching them about other things that are out there. And we hope to do that for a lot of our listeners here today towards the end of today's uh, episode. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the other thing with that is that we're uh, both of us have been on a little bit of an international collecting kick ourselves, me on, and we'll get to it, but um, me on the super Sentai side and, and you on some of all, all most of it coming out of, out of Asia. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've both been on that kick. So you absolutely uh, being able to share that being able to share with some people that didn't even realize that super Sentai existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so that was really cool, but yes, we do have, there's quite a bit of toy news to run. Quite a bit gonna... of domestic U.S. based news first to get through. Yes. So let's start there. And Chris, why don't you tell us what's going on with Mattel? So Mattel, uh, I, it was a couple of weeks ago, revealed uh, the new things that are going to be coming out, uh, like spring, late spring, summertime for Masters of the Universe in both the Origins and in the. Uh, um masterverse and by the way brian i i have dabbled in the master you did you did buy some i i got i got the triclops and i i'm gonna get the trap jaw but i am i am keeping it to just those because those are my two favorites and i'm not going any further even when they've had a mark yeah they've had them like on sale at target i'm like no i'm not doing it i'm only (laughs) doing the two but uh i'm not going to run through them all here but they they basically revealed it and they did they did it in kind of a one day was the heroes from origins and then the next day was the villains of masterverse and then the you know and then they did the villains from origins and heroes from masterverse i don't remember exactly the order uh but there's some cool figures coming for you he-man 2000x fans your the masterverse is getting the uh 2000x version of he-man and skeletor which a lot of people seem to be excited about uh, if you don't know what He-Man 2000X is, go look it up. It's a very interesting series. Um, but I, I think the thing that excited me the most is we're getting the Roton, which is a vehicle, which is a vehicle for the bad guys. It was probably my favorite bad guy vehicle. Um, and then we're getting, for me, I'm excited about we're getting Snout Spout. Um, 
All right, you got to explain that one to me. Yeah, so he's he's his head. <laughs> so he's kind of like a firefighter, and he's a good guy. Um, okay. And he has he has an elephant head, and in the original toy, because I'm not sure if you could do it in this one, you could put water in it, and you would push a button, and his nose would squirt the water. Ah. Yeah, that makes so that's sense. how, yeah, snout spout. That makes sense. There you go. I love that. Toys of the 80s. We just told you what it was in the name. We yep. didn't make you have to think at all. Oh, the other thing they're doing in the Masterverse line, which was very interesting, is they're doing the they're doing He-Man from the new Netflix, the, the more kid-based series. Gotcha. So they're covering all of it. They're doing Sunman in the Masterverse and then in Origins, they're doing the other characters from Sunman. Um, Pigface, not a very original name, but and, <laughs> right. and, and there's two other characters they're doing. Um, I'm really glad that they brought Sunman into the line, even if I don't plan to collect them all. I'm really glad that they brought him in here and they're, they're making sure that they give the history of that and tell the story of how that came about. Um, and actually, if you want to know about that, uh, there was a good show that was hosted by Michael French on the Retro Blasting channel where he had um, Dante from the Infinity Equation podcast and David Vonner. And if you don't know who David Vonner is, he's one of the he's almost a legend in the toy creating world. Uh, he worked for Toy Biz back in the original Marvel Legends days. He was the one who did a lot of the work on. Uh, the Marvel Universe line when he was with Hasbro. He's now working with, oh, Nacelle. Um, and he's creating toys there. They're bringing back oh, a couple right. classic. Yep. That's right. I saw that announcement. Yep. And he's they're bringing back a couple classic lines. But uh, they talked about like the origins of Sunman and other um, minority toys from back in the 80s. So it was really informative. Uh, it's worth going and checking out but they kind of go into the history of, of Sun Man and how he came about. Um, so that was the masters of the universe stuff. I will say the last day was a little disappointing. They had such good reveals all week. And then the last day, pretty much the fandom was expecting that the announcement was going to be origin snake mountain. Oh, they thought like a big play set or yep. some kind and, of announcement like that. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was, they're doing like this super articulated, uh, version of he-man um kind of more in the classic with the the head sculpt that everybody loves that remembers from when we were kids i don't remember what the size was i think it was more in the masterverse size but it's going to be really like decked out with articulation and and, and mm. while people are excited to get it everyone was kind of like oh that was kind of a you you know after building up all week it was kind of a letdown but they're they did say they're going to reveal more uh, probably late summer, which will come, you know, fall, early winter. Uh, so we'll just stay tuned and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so we also had on top of the Mattel news with uh, Masterverse and Motu Origins, um, we also had the Walmart Collector Con and the Target Holothon, which both happened in conjunction at the same time. Holothon actually is still going on as of this recording. And actually, there's still, I think, one or two more weeks left, and it, it released on each Friday. So with the Walmart Collector Con, um, I'll let Chris talk about uh, some of the big things there with G.I. Joe and Power Rangers. That's his expertise. Um, but before we jump into that, I'll talk real quickly about Targathon and Holothon, and I'll hand it back over. So Holothon, actually, uh, as as many of you know, is specifically focused on NECA and NECA properties, meaning like Foonie and Kid Robot, 
um, tied in. Chia Pet also tied in with NECA's line of seven inch or one tenth scale size figures or one eighth to one tenth scale style figures. Um, and uh, within that, um, NECA put out um, some new releases each Friday, uh, many of which we knew from your earlier teases. Uh, most recently, we've seen um, the Evil Dead 40th anniversary of the original film, not Evil Dead 2, but Evil Dead, with uh, the first ever released figure based off of that individual look in the NECA style. Um, we also had a release of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, beautiful retro style figure. Um, and a reminder for retro style, they're a little bit taller than your classic NECA, um, kind of more in like a world box or TV league style um figure and what i mean by that is it, look it up if you're curious what world Baker tb league is those are companies that make um basically it's kind of like a mesh between almost like a doll and an articulated figure mold that you can then put clothing on and everything like that so um what the retro style is it, it's a very much uh flexible usable being able to change it in different directions and pose it a little bit easier than the harder plastic you get with the classic NECA TMNT line. Um, and the Elvira figure, beautiful sculpt, amazing detail. Um, they released both the signature edition, regular edition. As a reminder with the Holothon, all the signature edition items are unique into the Holothon event. All of the other figures that are being released will be released in regular um, installments through other venues later on, which means if you miss out in th during the holothon, if you're in one of those areas where it's reseller city and it's hard to get your hands on things, don't worry, you'll be able to get it again. The only things that are going to be one time only will be the signature edition versions, like the signature edition of Elvira or Kevin Eastman's Fugitoid, um, or with uh, Howie Mandel's Gremlins 2, for example. Um, also, we had some different foonies like Kermit. Um, uh, Stitch, Hello Kitty items, um, but we also had some great TMNT releases. We had the cartoon versions of Token and Razor. Um, we had Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady, um, so which are the robot versions of those characters. Um, and uh, I mentioned Fugitoid from the first figure release of the Mirage line, Mirage, Mirage Comics line, and. Uh, and uh, Gremlins 2, I mentioned Senior Tradition, but Gremlins 2 uh, Gizmo uh, version from that film. First time a release from the second film version of Gizmo. Um, and a number of other things if you're going to check out the Holothon site. Yes, it's they actually have their own site. If you're international, you'll be purchasing directly from holothon.com. If you're not international and domestic, you'll be purchasing through target.com. And there are links on the Holothon com site that'll redirect you to the individual product pages of target.com so it'll make it a little bit easier for you to find things but every friday at 9 a.m eastern 8 8 a.m central time new figures release so that's how holothon has worked now i'm going to turn it back to chris to talk about walmart collector con well before i start on walmart collector con i want to ask what was the pre-order experience like if you were pre-ordering stuff it actually was pretty awesome because they screwed up in a good way for us. <laughs> so um, basically what happened was on holothon.com, they posted all the figures up, but they made it available only for U.S. domestic. They made the mistake of not making it available for only international. So for the U.S. people, it was a breeze. For everyone outside of the U.S., it was terrible. 
So a lot of items sold out right away. I feel so bad for our international listening community. Um, so like the turtle four pack of the all green, light green um, style turtles uh, four pack that was released. Um, those sold very quickly. Um, everything went, if you weren't online right away, went all to the US folks. Um, now they did, they did uh, apologize and later fix the problem, but then they made the same mistake this morning, uh, this, I think yesterday or this more earlier this morning, it accidentally posted again to us people and uh, <laughs> they seem to be having problems, but the target uh, piece was interesting because everything was supposed to launch at 9am on the first holothon Friday, but nothing ended up going up until midday. Um, so they really messed up. They timed it with uh, a YouTube video announcement at noon rather than the 9 a.m. when they were supposed to launch it. So only half the items launched and the other half launched later in the day on Target. Um, Holothon.com was totally screwed up in the sense that it was supposed to be only international, but it ended up being only U.S. and then switching over to only international later on. So it was a bit of a, a confluence, a mess up there. But eventually it was all figured out. And like I, like I said earlier, a reminder, all of the items in their regular editions, not signature editions, will be made available in other venues later on. So you didn't miss out. Don't feel that FOMO, okay? You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, the only thing you need to worry about is if you missed out in the signature editions. But guess what? A lot of these individuals do signings at cons local to you, and usually you can get it for a lot better price in person. You can bring your own item to get signed, maybe even that item you wanted signed. Um, and a great thing to bring up, actually, yesterday, uh, the actress for the original April O'Neil, um, Judith Hogue, yesterday put up that she actually has some extra press passes that were used to autograph and put within the signature editions of the April O'Neils that released a year ago. Um, and she'll be signing those and giving those out if you go to pay for an autograph from her at a con in the near future. So there are other ways of getting some opportunities to connect with these celebrities. Yeah, that's good news. And uh, man, it just seems like these pre-order experiences, it, unfortunately, it seems like that's par for the course. I'm glad to hear that they eventually got it corrected, but you know, and I'll get into it in a minute on the Walmart side of things, but <laughs> I, I have noticed, like, you know, going in that that my Target has this little, they have the normal display area where a lot of the Holothon stuff is. And I did see an Elvira figure. I don't know if it's the Elvira figure you're referring to, um, but yeah, they also all, have- a, it, Yeah, there's only one Elvira figure. It's just one is signature edition. One's not. One includes a card with her signature on it. Okay. Then, yeah, then I did see it. I don't know if it was signature regular. I'm assuming- since it's during Holothon that it's it's the signature, but they also have a little tower set up and they've been putting different stuff on it. So it's been, you know, from what I've seen online, it seems like a lot of people are finding what they what they want. But again, our international listeners, man, I feel for you. And that's why I don't complain that international listeners over in the UK and stuff have been getting stuff from from Pulse and stuff before we have here, because I know on a normal basis they have it so tough trying to collect the stuff. Yeah, and on top of that, having to pay the, the crazy shipping costs from these U.S.-based companies, it can be really tough. Well, and then they have to pay on top of that, they have to pay the VAT tax that That's they true. have over there. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Um, but speaking of pre-order experiences where your mileage might vary, 
I actually, uh, <laughs> I made the call in our, in our text group that I often refer to here. I said the night before, I'm like, oh, so is everybody ready for these to go up at six or seven tomorrow morning? Right. No, they're not supposed to go up. And sure enough, it went up early. I think at 7 a.m. Most of the every time. time. Yeah, every time. It's like, you know, a lot of it frustrated a lot of people because, you know, you set a time and people try and, you know, like there are people that work and they they have meetings and I'm not suggest you go trying to rearrange your work day, you know, like your work day is, is probably should be your priority, but people try and shift things around to be available to do these things. And then you launch it early. It's just, it puts people at such a disadvantage and, you know, I checked it and sure enough, I, te- you know, um, I think once somebody had texted that the Star Wars figures, except for the Stormtrooper, which did not go up until much later in the day, it was the only one. And then, of course, the Joes went up and the Power Rangers. But um, so basically what they had there is is they had some uh, and I'll kind of start with wrestling. We don't do a lot of wrestling, but there was quite a bit of wrestling um, for CollectorCon for for Walmart. And they put those up. Um, They put up uh, there was. about five figures for TVC that were exclusive. There was two different Bespin uh, Cloud City guards, yep. the Death Star Gunner, the Stormtrooper, which, as I already said, went up much later in the day and was probably, and why are we doing troop builders as exclusives? Just on a side <laughs> note, that, that, that question was asked by several people, but, um, and then I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the fifth one, uh, but they, those went up. Another version of R2-D2. That's correct. You are correct. I think uh, Dagobah or something like that, or maybe Hoth. I don't, I don't remember, but um, it's a repack. Yeah. So, and then the GI Joe retro, the classified retros, which are repacks, um, just done on a. They're 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 repacks, but they're done a little. The decoed a little bit different. They're put on mm-hmm. a card back, much like they've done with the Star Wars with the. 40th anniversary stuff right um they're doing it with joe the only one there that's a real significant difference is the gung-ho which is colored like the classic gung-ho with that almost that um kind of like aqua color um which is cool um so we had those we had uh the power rangers had those uh, remember i was telling saying we were going to get a wave two of those power rangers those like six inch um, not much articulation, like the ones you picked up for me, Brian. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah, the Megazords. Yep, they're doing uh, four more of those, uh, all Mighty Morphin. So if you know, unlike the first wave where we got one from Ninja Storm and one from Lost Galaxy, these are all MMPR. I'm fine with all of them except the black and gold. Um, I just don't get into the black and gold versions of them. I know a lot of people like them. But I like these. I, I hope this line continues because originally they only slotted it for two waves. Uh, so I'm in for the the three, the uh, the Dragon Zord in Warrior Mode, the uh, Tiger Zord, and then the Tiger Zord in Warrior Mode, or actually I think Mega Tiger Zord. But um, so they did those, and a lot of people had trouble. Just you know, even after stuff kind of got cleared up and and people had trouble adding to cart the same things. And then of course with Walmart, the question is 
will they ship the pre-order? Will the stuff stuff show up in stores first? And will your <laughs> order get canceled? And so will it be destroyed they, in the mail? Oh, that's yeah. Well, that's almost a given at this point. That's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, look, I'm so glad that I'm an opener sometimes. But right. Th- the one other thing they had that I think is worth mentioning is is they had some Lego and there's the Death Star trench run and the de- yeah. training on Dagobah. Those it's are a new not exclu- series. Yes. And yeah, not no, ex- let's talk about that. Yeah, it's a new series. Yeah, finish what you're saying about the exclusive piece. I was going to say those two are not exclusive, but the Lego trash compactor that is exclusive to Walmart and the Lego store only. And what's cool about these is it's a new diorama line uh, for Lego. And it's not just star Wars. They're, they're starting to do this in a lot of different ways. Um, So far we have three from star Wars, but the fourth one that's coming out is going to be Jurassic park. And that'll be coming out showing the scene of when, the Tyrannosaurus, when we see it for the first time, break through and uh, step on top of the car and try to find Lex and Tim. And yeah, so it's that scene, but in more of the smaller diorama set with the minifigures, like we saw with the Star Wars one, that one comes out in April 17th, which is a special day for me. Let the audience know why that's a special day for you. (laughs) Um, I may have uh, traveled around uh, around the sun on that day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you guys want to get Brian a little gift. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just throwing the hints out there. Um, yeah. But one thing I was super excited about, and I want a full explanation on record from Chris why um, he is debating this was uh, the Sideshow uh, Clone Wars line, which I've talked about before, which has already announced and put on pre-order and is scheduled to come out mid, mid-year, mid to probably third quarter this time at this point, um, the Clone Wars style, animated style, Anakin and Obi-Wan, to go along with his Jedi brothers is the leaves, lead, needs no introduction, but Clone Wars animated style, yoda and it looks amazing but chris why are you questioning buying this so for me you know i i I wanted i really wanted to like this more than i did i i don't know something it just looks so yeah fomo yeah it looks to me it looks very uh it has a very maquette look to it and i i couldn't place it you know animated I, I, and I, and I, I get that, but it's, it's just, it doesn't look, I think what it is. Cause I, I asked Sarah and she's like, eh, it looks a little off. And I asked some other friends of mine and I think what it is, is this is based more on the earlier seasons of clone wars. Cause they did, yeah. Yeah. they did go through the and when the later, change. Yes. Yeah, the look did change, um, especially with the final season. I mean, you could see the difference in technology. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's what this is. This is based more on those first couple of seasons. And I'm more of a fan of the Yoda from the, the later seasons. Um, Cause like I said, this one just looks a little maquette to me. So I, I'm passing for now. I do reserve the right to go and change my mind, but I'm, I, I'm, you can come I'm, and visit mine. I'll buy it for $165. I think that's a steal for a six scale um animated style yoda i think that's it is a great a, deal it is a good price so here's the thing you're i can come visit that and i was going to ask you on the lego sets do you plan to get the training on dagobah i thought about it but i already had the bigger set of that you know yes. the, the fully fleshed out larger scale to the minifigs 
like the Dagobah training and I also have the pop version of that. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah. I don't there, know if I, I, need... I would tell you could come visit that at mine, but I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I need that. Cause I have I, I, the same two things that you just said you have, I have, and I'm like, do I need that? Right? Especially when we talk about room, like I, these are the types of struggles now. I mean, this is why we were at the show selling stuff. It's not because <laughs> we're trying to make money. I, you know, no. we're, we're parting with stuff that we need to make room for other stuff. And we're parting with stuff that we just, it's not that we don't, if I had enough room, I'd keep everything, but I don't, you know? And so this is the stuff that, you know, would, I I probably would display much later. There are other things that I have that, that, that I would display before I would display that. So it's at the back. So it's time to just kind of let another collector have it and enjoy it. But that's why we were there. (laughs) (laughs) And And I'll finish up. One last thing for me before I turn it over to you to, to, to jump into the Hasbro sure. conversation. Um, so NECA announced after much teasing over two plus years, the turtle van. So we already have a super seven coming, which is in the style of a modernized playmates, larger scale to work with the ultimates. Um, this version um, from NECA is, very much based off of the animated look, much like the characters are, right? They're not based off of the Playmate toy versions of the animated show. They're based off of the Fred Wolf animated cell look of the show. Um, so they showed a uh, a prototype, and uh, they're still. it said it wasn't final, so they're still taking in some um feedback but i think overall it it looked pretty good and i was actually pleasantly surprised by the price point i thought it was going to be in the 350 range based on seeing the 450 to 500 from super 7 i'm like there's no way there's no way they're going to make it any less than 350 you know maybe at the at the least 300 but 250 i was like that's actually what i would have thought would be a fair price point on it um and not making it a ridiculous amount like we see. So I, I was super surprised. Um, and I think that is actually a very fair price considering there are some third party stuff um, teaser for a later conversation out there that's being developed and created overseas in Malaysia um, that looks um, similar to what NECA is doing, but not as closely detailed to the show as NECA is doing, obviously because they have a license. Um, but the unlicensed one um, goes at about just a little bit under um, around 230, 240. So if NECA's putting their price point, and you know they're paying attention to what's going on overseas with unlicensed stuff, if they're putting their price point near that and putting out the quality um, based off of the show that they're putting out, I got to give them credit. I'm going to give them credit this time. I think they put out a very reasonable price point. Um, and they're going to give people all the way for, I think, two to three weeks to decide on whether they do that pre-order and they're offering you payment installment plans. So props to NECA. Well done. So, you know, everyone knows that you're the turtles expert on this show, but I, I'm going to agree with you because when I saw this, I was like, Whoa. And I expected that price tag to be hefty. And then when I saw 250, I was like, you know, that's, that's actually probably right where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, when I saw that they were doing payment arrangements, I was like, here we go. Like, here we go. This is, this is how you do it. And oh, Brian, I'm going to turn the tables on you. Why aren't you getting this? <laughs> <laughs> 
to go back what you said a moment ago, space. I don't know that I have the room, especially when I've already committed to the DeLorean from Hot Toys. I, I just don't know if I can commit. I already have two street scene dioramas next to each other um, set up on a shelf. Um, I mean, could I make it work? Yeah. But is it extremely busy? Yeah. And I, I, I have to think about it. I have a couple more weeks to think about it. I will. Um, I'll put some thought into it and I'll make a decision. But as of right now, I don't know that it's necessary for what I want to do. Yeah, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. You know, oh, no, it's of, fair. We're doing you it should. back and forth, but I'm, I'm <laughs> leading to a, a point here. And that point is, is that you can kind of hear like Brian and I have really kind of zenned out on on, uh, you know, on our collecting. And that's not to say that we're not engaged and passionate. It's just that we're not as. uh what's the word I'm looking for here uh, as hyper about it. Like we're not, you know, for one thing, you know, we're not giving into that FOMO, but we're just very, you know, you have to think about these things for us with space and on all the other things. And so like, you know, it's no small feat for Brian to turn down a turtle van and me to no. turn down a Yoda, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> but that tells you where we're at with our collecting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and like we talk about, collecting is different for different people. If you have the space, you have the funding, and it brings you joy, go for it. But if you're in the same boat as Chris and I are typically, where it's like, oh, we need to budget this out. You know, there are other things going on in our lives and requirements and things that we need to do. And then also, there's the space we work with. Um, we have to make those tough decisions. Like, we, we don't all live in a perfect world. So we got to make those decisions that work best for us so we don't put ourselves in situations where we're overspending or we're overfilling that space and putting ourselves in terrible tough situations creating uh situations for ourselves that can be really difficult to overcome down the road absolutely uh so kind of getting back to uh the toy news here real quick i did want to mention that uh before we get into today's um reveals and some news from from uh hasbro on some upcoming fan first events uh if you were one of the you know got in in the original hasbro pulse when they were offering it for free for a year and then they extended mm -hmm. it um i think this is uh, i can't remember how many years down the line we are now i think this is the third time i'm having to actually renew and pay but anyway those are coming due for original members of the program that have stayed with it. And so I actually just renewed mine earlier this week. I got the email about a month ago saying, Hey, it's coming up. And then I got an email and it says, uh, you know, so I renewed mine. I will say this, if you, I get enough out of it, but I, I highly encourage everybody to make sure that you getting your $50 worth, because if you're not getting your $50 worth, I can't say that it's worth it for me. It's worth it. Um, because I take advantage of that free shipping. And even though I tend to get a lot of stuff from Amazon first, wherever I do get enough that the shipping pays for itself. And I mm -hmm. also get other than for star Wars, which for some reason, I don't know why they, they can't do it with star Wars. It's gotta be some kind of licensing thing. I get first crack at a lot of uh, exclusives or stuff being a pulse member. So it's paid off for me. But again, I suggest everybody, you know, do those calculations for yourself to make sure that it's worth it for you. Um, but also Germany now can get in on the fun with Hasbro Pulse. So now you've yeah. got it in the US, the UK, and now Germany. So they're they're expanding it, which is good again for our international listeners. If we've got listeners in Germany, 
you can go to Hasbro Pulse now. That's awesome. Um, Vilcomen, welcome in. There you go. Uh, so we had news this week that we're getting a Transformers and Power Rangers back-to-back Fan First Tuesday next week. Um, and then they've sprinkled in over the last week or so, there's been some Transformers and the Red Ecliptor was revealed. Uh, the Red Ecliptor is still available, I think, from all the retailers, including Pulse. And I think a lot of the Transformers are. There's some that have sold out. Um but a lot of them are still available. Uh, this is, oddly enough, finally, we are four months into the year. This is our first Power Rangers fan first. So I think we've had two or three Star Wars, at least two or three Marvel, a couple G.I. Joe, I think at least one Transformer. So it's like, it's about time. But we still have a lot we're waiting for from last year. And earlier, you heard me reference not complaining about our UK counterparts getting their stuff before us. They've been getting a lot of the stuff that we're still waiting for. Um, so we have a long, uh, a kind of, I, I see why they're not doing it because we have a lot of stuff to still get without piling on more. Um, but without further ado, we'll get to today's uh, news from the uh, Fan First Wednesday. So yesterday, uh, a couple of fan sites got to tease the TVC figure and Dan, yep. which if you don't know who figure and Dan is, he's one of the cantina band members. He's the leader of the model nodes. Um, he's coming on card. They did tease today that there is going to be a, uh, a, I think a five pack coming later with all of them, but it won't be on card. This will be the only way to get one on card. So there will be a five pack coming. I, my, here's my thought. My thought is that's going to be the celebration exclusive. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I really, cause that's, it, we're around that time and they kind of yeah. teased it, but they didn't say anything. Um, my, a good buddy of mine actually pointed out, this was actually, if, if uh, Hasbro really wanted to get those pulse memberships for people going to celebration, you get privileges. If you're a pulse member, you get to kind of jump the line, not jump the line. They have a separate line and I've actually used it at a couple of celebrations and it's, it's very handy. So you don't have to wait in the regular line. Yours is set aside for you. So they're not going to, it's yeah. not a first come first serve. Um, but he had pointed out, this would have been a great opportunity to get people who are going to celebration to sign up by revealing whatever the exclusive is going to be. But, Yep. We'll see. Um, but to kind of get to today's news, and I'm going to say, me personally, I was, uh, I want to say I was <laughs> underwhelmed. You know, it's, I'm just, it's par I, for the course. I'm realizing that they're not, I, I'm obviously what they're doing is selling because they're, they're, they're still doing this stuff. But, you know, I'm kind of just tired of the same thing and I'm tired of getting, and we'll talk about it in a minute. I'm tired of getting the same thing. Oh, well, here it is in the Black Series. Oh, now here it is in TVC or vice versa. Here it it's is the, in the different shade color. Yeah. Here it is with mud on it. Here it is <laughs> with a dent in the side. Oh, and we're going to take this one character and we're going to make it deluxe as well and make you charge you 10 more dollars for it. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start is that, you know, the first thing that they announced was Saw Guerrero, and I was excited because yeah. that's a figure I want. Yeah, it looks great. They, oh, absolutely. And and then they went on to say, oh, yeah, by the way, he's going to be in our deluxe line because he's a bigger <laughs> figure. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like nothing about him. 
That's bias against big people like myself. I want to say that right now. Well, here's the thing. I got to pay more for plastic version of me because I'm a bigger guy. That's rude. The the Gamorrean guard (laughs) should be like the Gamorrean guard was beefy. Right. And I, I got why that was a deluxe figure. Now, mind you, that was a deluxe. Yeah. But the the Gamorrean guard also had multiple different fabrics and items attached to it too. It wasn't just a plastic mold. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that. And, And we're also talking about that the Gamorrean guard was what two, three years ago, pricing deluxe pricing versus yeah. deluxe pricing that we're going to pay now for saw. And, you know, like I get, you know, like, let me, let me use Moloch as an example, great figure, uh, underrated figure, but he didn't sell right. well. And I get, right. I get why, but that's a big chunk of plastic because that whole bottom part is nothing but plastic. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get that Traffic for deluxe. Home. But this makes no sense to me. He's a little so so Sagarera has got a little bit of a belly on him. And so we're going to charge you the deluxe price. He, you know, and they tried to sell it again with the with the, um, you know, the deluxe deco and all that. And his oxygen stuff comes off. Well, it should come off so he can put it on his face. You know, (laughs) I just thought about this. What if they release the Rancor Keeper one day? You know, it's going to be in a deluxe package. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. I yep. mean, I mean, seriously. So is Chewbacca going to become a deluxe figure now? I'm like, I mean, that's where we're where heading, though. But, that, but that's where we're <laughs> heading. And that's that was my point, you know. And so the pricing for this is 34 bucks is, is the retail price. Right. So I haven't decided Ridiculous. what I'm doing yet. I'll probably order this because my guess is it says all oh, spring 2023 availability. So I'll have some time to decide if I don't want it. But I really do want kind of, you know. I canceled my Galen Urso because I mean, not an exciting figure. Let's just be honest. I've, I've been tempted to cancel my uh, Anton Merrick. How are you going to display him? You display him dead on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> chasing after, <laughs> ch- <laughs> chasing after oh little Jin. Oh oh. But I mean, uh, because the outfit he's in, he only wears it for a short moment and then dies. Yeah. I canceled him and, and I want Anton Merrick, but I'm getting tired of like waiting for that one. And I might just, you know, see if I can find it in stores, but the only, the only two new rogue one figures that I thought were really good releases were the Riz Ahmed because Riz Ahmed's character. I mean, that was needed. I mean, Bodhi Rook, Bodhi Rook. Yeah. That was my Saw Gerrera voice, by the way. Yeah. And Saw (laughs) Gerrera, but you shouldn't have to pay a 30 plus dollar price point for a character that doesn't come with like a crazy amount of accessories. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. And so kind of moving on from there, they, uh, uh, they did a star Wars, you know, they're doing the deluxe series helmets, the, uh, and they're doing trapper wolf. I don't know who is asking for a trapper wolf helmet. Who's asking for that. Uh, but you know, this is like the third or fourth version of this helmet that they've put out. So, okay. Uh, and then we got, uh, I'm trying to keep it black series before we move, before I move into TVC. Um, oh, we're doing, we're doing some infinite. So we're getting a Darth Vader all in white, which is from a comic. So I kind of get that this harkens back to the comic packs. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a pass for me, but I get why they're doing it. I can't really knock on it because it does look cool. Yeah, it's it's unique. It's different. The packaging's different. It's being sold to a specific community in a specific venue. So I'm not going to knock that. 
Um, that one uh, that says uh, that one is going to be Hasbro Pulse and Fan Channel. Um, I believe the helmet's going to be everywhere, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm sure it will. Um, fan Channel. Okay, Pulse and Fan Channel. The Saw Guerrera is everywhere. Um, and then, so let's see what other, we have this Leia figure, another inf, like an uh, inf, um, kind it's of based off of the Leia mini series. It's yes. based off the Leia Organa comic mini series from um, that Marvel put out not too long ago. It, it's pretty yep. good. Um, I own that's that mini series. It was pretty good. And I will say that figure looks very well done. The, it does. The, the head sculpt is on point. Um, and the hair sculpt in particular is on point for that character's look in the comic series. So they did yeah, a good saw, job on that one. I saw a lot of positive feedback about this one. So again, not for me, cause I'm more of, I, I'm going to just stick with movies at this point, yeah. but this one seemed to be one that people were like, Oh, I didn't know I needed that. And then they put it out. And so I do need it. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom here. Um, oh no, no. I, th- I think those were definitely the highlights. Yeah. Um, I think Sagar is a highlight in the sense of the figure, how it's made, how it looks, it looks great. I, yeah. I just think, you know, that they're definitely off on that price point and the way they're trying to sell it to people. I think it is definitely, it's not a smart move. Yeah. And so she's the same thing. She's fan channel has repulse. And then you have the gaming greats, which, as everyone knows, the gaming greats are GameStop exclusives, but they're doing yep. uh, Sev, which looks cool, but, it, you know, it's an easy trooper repaint. Um, yep. I, I don't need that one. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? They're doing uh, this one's kind of cool. This one intrigued me. I'm probably not getting it, but we'll see. It's the six inch. Uh, so the black series, Sergeant Creel. Like that last name there. <laughs> This one's spelt with a K. This one's spelt with a K, though, but still. Uh, but like, he, I, he has, I don't know of any ancestors that lived in a galaxy far, far away, but yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but he'll be available. Same thing, Pulse and Fan Channel. But he's, I don't really know his story, but he comes with a lightsaber. So apparently he's battled Luke with, the, with you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's happened in, in the comics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we're getting him. And that one intrigued me. Um, but again, yeah, that one looked pretty cool. There's some new parts on it. You can see some new parts, but for the most part, there's a lot. Yeah, of, that lot line of was, was definitely the highlight. I think of the releases oh, yeah. was, was the the comic line. Yeah, absolutely. And so we already talked about figuring Dan, which is most retailers. And so this is where we're going to get into. We're taking the six inch and we're shrinking it down. So we're getting a Death Watch Mandalorian and TVC, which if you remember, we got him as a Walmart exclusive in the Black Series. Brian, you remember those because you chased down those and got the Ahsoka for me. Yep, that's right. That's right. Those were a pain. I was oh. in a line with about eight other people trying to kill each other for it. Yeah. Yeah. So these are, uh, and then they're doing a uh, the super uh, super commando, which is you know the version of the uh, the yep. Ma- Mandalorian red with the horns on it. Yep. Uh, they're doing. Let's see here. There's a couple more before they're doing. Now this one's a good one. Well, although I have to say I'm glad I I sold mine when I did because I did sell her because I had an unpunched one. Is Shea Vizsla. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So people yeah. have been clamoring for them to. I think that's this cool one. that they've re-released that character. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I'm down for that. I'm not going to buy it, but I think it's cool for people. Me too. It's a good choice. This one is a Pulse and Fan Channel though, so that's not like the other two where they're everywhere. And then uh, 
can we just can we just address the fact that Lando is clogging pegs now and we're going to do yet another Lando figure in this crazy outfit from from the game I it's still this- I have the black series of that uh, of that Lando from Solo and I do like it I think it's a really good figure um I think it's a great figure I just think the timing is off I think the timing of the release um doesn't doesn't work well like you just said we already have had a couple of different releases of the older, older, more known version from the original trilogy from Return of the Jedi looks of Lando. So following it up with a solo look of Lando right away, maybe the timing isn't that great because I think that figure would sell if it was released at the right time in the right series of, of characters. Well, this is like he's wearing that yellow shirt. So this yeah, is like it's that from shirt. Solo. He's, yeah, yeah, it's from... Well, I, I guess specifically this one they're saying is from Battlefront 2 from the video game because this is a gaming greats. What? Um, it's a gaming yeah. greats? Yeah, that's what they're saying here. It's oh, a gaming greats Lando wow. from Battlefront 2. And, but this one's going to be available at Fan Channel and Pulse. But I'm just, you know, <laughs> like the running joke right now in our text group is you can go and you can find Lando in the TVC in his regular, his cloud city gear, the blue outfit, you can go and find him in black series with the general. Like this is like, clearly people are not buying Lando. So this, and I don't know who is clamoring for this. I don't know if that says something about our society, but. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think every time I see it, I'm like, Hmm. Well, I don't know what that says about society right now, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so they have that one. And then uh, they're doing Arc Trooper Jesse, which I swear they've done multiple versions of this available for pre-order at most major retailers tomorrow. And then they're doing a four pack of the uh, Imperial Death Troopers, which I think this is cool. I like this idea that they take these troopers and they're they're doing it in their new packaging, which is pretty sharp, actually. Um, and they're giving you four troopers and these are going to be the highly articulated ones. I'm passing on these cause I don't need a bunch of death troopers, but I did, you know, I've gotten the Stormtrooper one. I got the rebel fleet ones. Um, these are cool. It's a good way for people who have the, want to build out your Mandalorian. If you got that cantina, this is good for that. This is pulse our canteen. Yeah. Yep. And this is a pulse exclusive. Um, and then, uh, we're going to get into, I think that's it for everything. Okay, um, I'm Hasbroed out. Well, <laughs> getting to the last to the last one, and when you say you're Hasbroed out, I am I am definitely Hasbroed out on this gimmick. And this is they're doing Chewbacca in that prototype edition with the different colored limbs. Oh god! So I'm done with this. Like I, I let me just say I'm like I was never an over the moon huge fan of this anyway. Um, I have a Boba Fett. I think that's all I have from this line because. Um, I thought that one was kind of cool, but so now they're doing Chewbacca and this is going to be target. And of course Such it goes, money grab. yeah, it goes up tomorrow at one. So it goes up the same time as everything else at target. So good the luck. Site will them. crash because people are all trying to get 18 different variations of the colors of, of a retro Chewbacca. I'll tell you what, if they were smart, if they were smart, they would just sell you a, a, a case where you're guaranteed to get every one, right? Because what people do is they just end up returning the ones they yeah. don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that with any kind of mystery stuff. Yeah. So um, that one's exclusive to Target. So a lot less exclusive. I mean, you have some fan channel stuff, but fan channel is usually like Pulse, 
Big Bad Toy Store, Dorkside Toys, Entertainment Earth. So you've got multiple outlets to go to. And then, of course, like the gaming greats, that's all um, except for the Lando. Those are those are GameStop. Um, and you can look uh, out there. There's pretty good information. Um, and then there were some pipeline reveals that I'm, I'm not going to get into here. We can talk about those later because really it's just saying, well, these are coming, but we don't know when. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, all right, I, I, Hasbro, you're done. We're done with you right now. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. We've had enough. We have had enough announcements of the same things coming out that you still haven't released. So, what have you gotten recently, Chris? So, Brian, remember the Megazord, uh, uh, the great Megazord Hall of 2020? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Megazords are back. Actually, I, I can't even say Megazords. So most of these are actually from the DX line in Japan. They're the Super Sentai versions, with yeah. the exception of the Dino the Fury. the good stuff. Yeah. Well, the exception is Dino Fury. So I did get the US version for that after watching a bunch of reviews. Right. And seeing the difference between Rio, the Rio Soldier stuff in Japan and this stuff. And there's pros and cons to both. Neither one is perfect. But most of the reviewers, strangely enough, was like, I would get the U.S. version. And the reason, the overwhelming reason to get the U.S. version is because it's actually articulated more than the Japanese version. So the Japanese version, (laughs) not well, until Hasbro got the license, yes. Because now that Hasbro has the license, they've been adding articulation when they do their Zords, which has Mm -hmm. been something now the beast morpher zords uh, a lot of people give them credit for the fact that they did add articulation but they weren't well done but anyway with this one it's got the articulation the japanese one is literally like a vintage star wars figure it can move its arms straight up and down it can move its legs like straight like the whole leg whereas the u.s version and i have it right in front of me it's sitting on my on my desk it's has uh joints at the ratcheted joints at the knees its legs can kind of split out. So it's got this ratchet that it can kind of, so it can give it a wider base to stand. So you can put it in action oriented poses, the uh, elbows ratcheted joints there. And then the, they, at the, the arms can move in and out much like the legs. And then it has the other where it can move the whole leg and the whole arm, just like the Japanese. And then the heads move. So the Japanese version, the heads do not move the keys on this, which make up the different heads, from the different combinations they actually move so you can oh. give it personality yeah so i got that version um and i'm happy with it uh the lego it's kind of a lego system they use for it to do because this one it's all based around the red one and it straps different stuff on to make it different versions the lego version the, the kind of i'm saying lego it's not really a lego but it's kind of like the same port system that they use for this one the japanese version a lot of people said that was better than the american one but overall because of the articulation and the price point this is a third of the price of the japanese one wow um yeah but so i got that i got uh from uh gokaiger i got goka o which is the main sword and most of the auxiliary swords i only need one auxiliary sword and daijujin which is the six rangers sword and those are Japanese, the Japanese versions. And then I've gotten uh, all the auxiliary mech for Shinkano, which is Samurai is the U.S. version. Um, my Shinkano, I got him in 2020, uh, but he was the Japanese version. So I've got the auxiliary swords, the claw sword that I talked about getting a little while ago. I already have that. That's Japanese version. 
so I'm, I'm kind of down that path and I'm, you know, I have a bunch of stuff I'm watching on Eve. I'm not like <laughs> the nice thing about this is I'm in no rush. Like one of the things that I heard, uh, and we'll talk about it in another show, we're going to do like a vintage collecting versus modern collecting. But when, when somebody that stopped by our booth was like, oh, I pretty much only collect vintage. And the reason why is because it's a finite collection. I know what's in that collection and it's a finite collection. They're not constantly coming out with stuff. And so what's nice about collecting these older uh, Mecca or Megazords is that from older seasons that are not from the current season, which is Don Brothers over in Japan, it's finite. I know what's in that collection and I'm in no hurry. You know, I can do it at my own pace. But uh, I also, from Hobby Link Japan, have a Super Sentai Toys book. It goes over the 45 years of Super Sentai Toys. And so it's all in Japanese, but the pictures look fantastic. So I got it like as a reference guide for me. Uh, um, uh, I got a Motu Origins Clawful. Um, and this isn't so much a toy, but I felt it was worth mentioning. I did get the deluxe Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga game. Cool. Yep. And then I uh, I bought a little, uh, little armory for my Action Force weapons. So they're like... Oh, cool. Yeah, you put it together. Uh, I'm not, you put it together and then you can do it and they have different ones you can put side by side and you can basically, it's like a weapons rack so you can have your stuff on there. So that's pretty much what I got. But the big stuff is is definitely the Megazords and Mecha and that's really where I'm focused right now. Yeah, well, a few things for me. One thing that is going to physically be in my hands in the next couple of days is uh, my Hot Toys Ahsoka is finally going to be here. Um, she is in route to me at the moment. Um, I mentioned about Holothon earlier. I did pick up the Mirage Fugitoid, just the regular edition, no signature edition here. Um, and also I picked up the, uh, Griff Tannen, a shout out to, um, uh, a friend of mine in, uh, Castleberry area of Florida who, uh, hit it for me to me to go there after work one day, I was able to to grab that figure. So I, I really appreciate him when to give him a shout out. He knows who he is. Nice. Um, uh, that helped me out uh, in finding that Griff Tannen uh, from Back to Future 2. So I'm very happy to have all those three things. But that's about it for me um, on what I've grabbed most recently. What I'm looking forward to, though, um, and Chris, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about these two figures as well, but is uh, the Boffex uh, Endgame Cap and Thor, which keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed back so hopefully those will be coming out in the next couple of months i'll be able to finally complete my end game set of characters so i can start putting together that diorama um, from end game final battle and then also to go along with my hot toys ahsoka hot toys mall which has released in hong kong um should be uh my final payment and that should be shipping to me um beginning of next month in may so i'm excited about those things I'm excited to hear you're getting your Ahsoka. I know you've been looking forward to that. Yep. Two years. Yeah. Waiting two years for that sucker there. We've probably been waiting longer for the, for the Moffex stuff, to be fair. It's about the same time. <laughs> it's actually, 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 I think I ordered both around the same time. Yeah. So, I know that Thor came a little later, later after Thor was Cap, later, but, but Cap yeah. was definitely the same time. And to be all, all honesty, Ahsoka is more my wife's than it is mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, pretty much the same thing there. The Moffex that keeps getting pushed back. Although 
I think I heard that they had like they had a COVID outbreak at the factory, so they had to shut yeah, it down. Yeah, in January they sure did. Yeah, yeah. And then of course now you've got uh, you know, and this is impacting me in, in my work life. Um, you know, the biggest, I think the second biggest electronics port in China has been shut down. Yeah. Um, so you know, here we go again. Uh, but. So mine's pretty much the same as last time, which just to remind everybody was the, the Molfex cap and Thor and then the GI Joe classified wave five, which I keep hoping we're going to get it before July specifically spirit. And the only thing I'm adding to that is anything I have on pre-order for power Rangers. I, I'll be happy to get at this point, <laughs> but Brian, uh, that takes us kind of like, and that was a lot to get through, but it takes us to our main segment now where we're going to talk about uh, international collecting and, as I mentioned here, I, I've kind of on this kick of collecting internationally um, and collecting some of the Japanese uh, mecha from, from over there. And I know that you've dabbled in collecting uh, stuff from overseas as well. Sure. So let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. So the way with what we mean when we talk about international collecting is there's two different ways of looking at this. One is there are, well, first of all, regardless, there are companies overseas, mostly Asian countries, um, that produce and develop toys and collectibles. Um, now, there are two different venues that you have to purchase those items from those that are licensed. Um, now, many of these companies are licensed to sell within their Asian countries of origin where their companies are centered. But some of them are not allowed to sell in Western countries, and more in particular, the United States. Um, but then some are allowed to sell some stuff here in the States. For example, if we look at Bandai, Bandai uh, creates a lot of different things from model kits to figures to mystery, mini items, and all kinds of different things. Um, and uh, actually, Bandai is going through a whole new... Um, renaming here in the U.S. division, actually. Um, they're combining with Namco and, and creating a whole new term instead of being called Blue Fins or being called Bondi Namco, something else. I can't remember the full name. Um, that happened today. I actually got an email from Bondi about it, about the rebranding. Now, Bondi distributes things in the U.S. Um, through that, through that uh, platform. Now, the stuff they sell, is stuff that is licensed to be sold in the U.S., but made overseas. For example, the SH Figure Arts line, which is a conjunction of Bandai and a subsidiary called S, called excuse me, Tamashi Nations, uh, creates and develops super articulated um, one twelve scale figures that have very realized, almost Hot Toys esque kind of features to their face sculpts. Now these figures are released here in the U.S. only for certain brands that are allowed, like Marvel, Dragon Ball Z, and some other brands, maybe like Stranger Things that just started coming out. But there are a lot of different variations, much like you have with Hasbro. There are versions that are articulated, um, are retro style, and different things like that. Bandai, Bandai also has lines that are more of the higher-end collectible, more of the lower-end collectible. Um, now, Bandai does also make Star Wars figure arts figures as well outside of Marvel and Dragon Ball Z and other platforms. But Star Wars, which has a license to only be sold in that scale here in the U.S. through Hasbro, which means if you're wanting to buy an item like that from Bandai, a very high level SH figure arts Star Wars figure, you have to order it from Japan. 
Now, when I say from Japan, meaning you have to buy it through a third party, you can't buy it directly from the company, which means you have to go with a company that sells Japanese items, which can be shipped to the States or to other countries where that license is not allowed. You can't physically buy an item directly from Bondi over here in the States if it's not licensed. So for example, you would have to order it through a company like Hobby Link Japan or Niningami or Amazon Japan or Kotetsu Toys Japan, or there's a lot of companies um, that provide that service as a, um, as a company that will buy the items wholesale. Think of it as like uh, you trying to buy an item from a Target or a Walmart or something like that, but you're buying it from or even like a comic shop here, but you're buying it from overseas. Now, there are some uh, companies here who then buy from a buyer from the seller. So a good example, Big Bad Toy Store will sell some of those Star Wars figure arts figures, but that's already passed hands twice before it's getting to you, which means it's already been bought by a seller overseas and then sold from that seller to another seller here in the States and Big Bad Toy Store. So just to help clarify some things for people, I wanted to go through that as an example because there are items that you can buy directly from Japan, from sellers and from direct creators, but then there are things that you can't, that you have to buy through intermediaries. So I just wanted to explain that piece first, Chris, before we jumped into things, because I think there's always a lot of confusion there on how international sales work, especially when we use a good example like Bondi, which has licenses that can be sold in different places. Absolutely. And Bondi is very confusing because, so they have, you know, you had mentioned they have like the Tashami Nations and they have some other things within that Bondi line, but you have something like Gundam Universe, which is sold in Japan exactly. and, and other places, but it's also sold here. It also can be they, sold here. Can be sold here, but then you have like where you see figure arts for you know Dragon Ball Z or Marvel, but you don't see them for Star Wars or you don't see them for the Super Sentai characters. Um, although they have done, Bandai has done Power Ranger versions of they have. some of those. Um, and and then and then you get into like at San Diego Comic Con, sometimes they can get away with selling that because it's at a con. They can sell uh, the Super Sentai version because they did go Kaiger at Super Con, uh, uh, at San Diego when you're a great but example. Uh, I love that you brought that up. A great example of that domestically would be NECA when NECA first sold their first Ninja Turtle figures. They were not licensed to sell Ninja Turtle figures, but they were allowed at the con to sell a certain amount to the group of people that were there. And that's what we got. That's when we first got those Mirage turtles in a pack. Um, and that's how that happened. And that's also how the movie turtles happened because they were only being allowed to sell during that con event. They couldn't sell wholesale. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's exactly the point that I was, I was making there is that there's different rules surrounding conventions. So they can get away with selling some of this stuff at conventions, but they can't sell it from a retailer or from a, um, you know, from something like that. An authorized seller. Right. And as you mentioned, you know, Big Bad Toy Store, which is probably the the only one i because i don't think dorkside or entertainment earth entertainment earth might on some stuff but not on others but big bad toy store does do a lot of stuff that you can only get from 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 those asian countries but you're you know not only is it passing hands twice but you're going to pay a premium for that instead of ordering it from usually there's usually not always but usually there's some cost savings even with the shipping ordering it from a japanese it depends on the item yeah you got to cost 
you, you yep. got to compare costs. For example, um, Nendoroid um, line is created by a company called Good Smile. Um, Good Smile is one of the major companies in Asia that produces figures and stylized collectibles. Um, and my wife loves to collect Nendoroid, and they do stuff with the Pixar, of Disney, of anime characters. And some of those, and all those items can be licensed and sold in the US, um, but that you can't, there's not like a wholesale option for people um, to buy those up. So, Big Bad Toy Store, sometimes their prices will be very competitive because it's licensed. So, like, uh, for example, if I'm looking at one Nendoroid, the price may be almost exactly the same as buying it from Japan. But if I buy that item from Japan, they may also offer a discount because they get so many of them. They can sell them a lot quicker. Um, whereas in the U.S., we have to wait for all those to come over in a big barge and then see how many we have to sell. So that offers kind of a premium level cost to it, right? Because of the, the small amount to choose from. Whereas overseas, they may discount it $20 or so, which could um, make that cost plus shipping, depending on the shipping cost at that time, could save you about $10, $20, maybe even $30. Absolutely. And here's what I'm going to say about shipping. Oddly enough, I ordered my Clawful Target because he showed up, or my Clawful from Masters of the Universe Origins from Target. He showed up on the website and it was in stock. And so I was able to cancel my big bad toy store pre-order for that. It took him, it took him like over a week to get here from Arizona was the original shipping destination. Do you know that I ordered something from Japan and I had it DHL faster than I had that figure, which shipped in the U S so, you know, now obviously not everything is going to ship that fast. It depends on the shipping speed and the the supplier you're working with and, you know, how they do it but i have to tell you in the stuff that i've ordered most of the stuff comes dhl and it comes quick within like two days it's like ridiculous within a day or two it's insane how quick it arrives and i've had that experience with both fedex and dhl overseas that's usually if you're and i, I will make this suggestion here's another tip if you're going to order an item from overseas and get it shipped from an over um ship from a company overseas choose you're going to pay a little bit more money but it's going to make sure your item gets here, not just quickly, but safely, is FedEx or DHL. Always choose those one of those two options. I concur. And, and a lot of the eBay sellers from at least that I've been uh, you know, looking at from Japan will use DHL. I think they can't use the J- Japanese postal service because they're still not delivering, which right. is fine. But I completely agree. Spend a little bit extra. Use FedEx uh, International or DHL. My preference is DHL, but either one of those is going to pay a little bit more now. So I talked about that book that I I have come. I don't have it in hand yet. I'm going to have it Monday. I just ordered it from Hobby Link Japan. I paid a little bit extra for the DHL shipping, but there's two points I want to make here. I ordered it two nights ago. You know, it has to process plus they're on a different time, but I'm going to have it Monday. There's a possibility I may even have it Friday because I've gotten stuff from Japan that's actually said, oh, it's going to be here this day. And it showed up a day or two before that too. Um, The second point is, is that even buying that from Japan and paying for DHL, I'm getting it cheaper than I could get it on eBay or any other source that I was able to find it because that's how big the price increases for trying to get it here in the U S. 
And what I want to tell a story is I ordered, pre-ordered a while ago from Ninengami, who's probably my go-to for, for pre-ordering. I mean, if you're wanting to know a, a specific company to choose, if you're looking to do pre-orders, um, the only thing about Ninengami is you can't cancel those pre-orders. If you do, they will not allow you to do business with them ever again. They're very particular about that. But I will say, if you know you're going to buy it and you're going to stick with that order, no matter what, Ninengami is my favorite choice overseas. And for That's, example, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Chris. I was going to say, isn't that where our Thors are coming from? Yes. Yes. Yep. So the problem isn't with Ninengami. It's with Mofex releasing it. Um, yep. But Ninengami will get it to you quick um, and properly packed. And I've never had an issue with them. And I've ordered good 10 to 12 things over the last couple of years from them. Um, for example, I ordered the Nendoroid, um, which I mentioned earlier before, the Nendoroid Venom and Donald Duck. And those items are still on pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store, by the way. And I've had them in hand for over a month. Oh, I'm I'm and I paid less money. I'm kind of Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting ordering my Mofex cap from Big Bad Toy Store and not going direct from Japan because I know when you get yours, you're going to have yours like a month before I'm going to have mine at least. It'll be at least a month to two months. And if that matters to you, then obviously that's important to do that. But also on top of that, it was also much cheaper. So to, to point out, and I'm not trying to badmouth Big Bad Toy Store, they have to make money. And that's part of them because they're offering this service to buy an item that they're having to get shipped all the way from overseas. Okay. So their, their Venom right now is $109.99. Okay. I paid for both Donald and Venom shipped from Japan for, I can tell you right now, Yeah, while you're looking, cost. yeah, while I looked that up, yeah, while you're looking that up, I was just gonna say, you know, uh, the, the big bad toy store that's on me because I got it, I, I decided I wanted that cap late in the game, and by the time I went to go get it, it was pretty much out in Japan, so I, I, I didn't really have much of a choice because I didn't decide that I was gonna get it till later in the game, so that's that's where I'm at. That decision is on me, but if, if I had done it earlier, I definitely would have got it from Japan. And while, while you're looking that up, I also I got, want to it, I got it now. I got it now. Oh, no. All okay. Right. <laughs> so in total cost shipped, and this is talking about, this is overnight FedEx. It got to me in less than two days from Japan. Um, it, it was $157 total, and that's for two Nendoroids. Okay. So, and that's shipped too. So Venom by itself is $109.99. Donald. Donald is $78.99 by himself, not taking into account shipping of the $4 and the taxes you would pay on top of that. So I saved probably close to 50 in a $50 to $60 range of money by buying directly from Japan. Yeah. And that's including expedited shipping. Yeah. And, you know, just for our audience, too, like because we do have international listeners, when we talk about international collecting, 
we're talking about that from here in the States. So for you, if you live in, in an Asian country, maybe the international collecting might be importing the Hasbro stuff from the US. Although exactly. I know that I know that like because you'll see all the time the Hasbro stuff usually makes its way out in Asia first. Uh, because they do, Hasbro does sell in that market as well. But um, so we're talking from from our perspective here in the United Takara States. Tell me. Yeah, but we, you know, um, you know, reasons kind of why we collect international toys, uh, other than the fact that you just it's not available in the U.S. because of like we talked about licensing mm-hmm. or, and I'm not sure how the Super Sentai versus Power Rangers goes because I do know that some of the Japanese style Megazords were sold at Toys R Us, but I think those were done with some kind of special caveat. But then again, right. that license at that time was under was was under Bandai. So it was Bandai Japan and Bandai America. So it's a lot easier. Hasbro is not going to let you sell uh, Super Sentai stuff if they have a Power Rangers equivalent over here. It's much yeah. like the figure arts. It's just, it's too much competing. So they're not going to do it. And exactly. then uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but third party items or customs. Yes. And when we say third party, we are specifically meaning unlicensed. Unlicensed. Items. Correct. So, and, and don't be swayed by that because there are some third party stuff out there that is better than the licensed stuff. Oh yeah, and it's it's handmade quality in some of the stuff. For example, um, as you all know, I have transitioned into more six scale stuff and being very specific and focused alongside some of the twelve scale stuff I have. For example, one item that I bought, I think I mentioned on our show, is the Dark Toys Rick, and what that is is an unlicensed Blade Runner six scale figure of Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard in Blade Runner. And it is phenomenal. Chris, you really need to see it. You need to come over and look at it. Like the face sculpt on it is insane. Um, it, it's one of the best Harrison Ford face sculpts, like a young Harrison Ford face sculpt. Yeah, I mean, there's some good, really good third-party stuff out there. And a lot of times, and not always, not always, but it's usually, it's very affordably priced. Yeah, now, this was uh, like, 170 170 And it came with a number of accessories. Yeah. So licensed, you know, like for instance, if you're buying licensed stuff from overseas, you're usually not going to get that. You'll get it at a discount overall versus trying to get it from like, like we talked about earlier from somebody who does import it into the U S because they don't have to pass on that cost, but you're not going to get it for, for those good price. But we're talking about third-party stuff. And a friend of mine just got his uh, from Soso toys. He just got now it's based on um, Gambit, you know, from the X-Men and it's called oh, the, the Cajun card dealer. Yeah, it looks yeah. phenomenal. I know, he sent pictures. I know. Oh, my gosh. This, this is my area. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but he sent that to me and I was like, you know, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So so toys is fantastic. So and I'll give some background. So so toys, they make the figures in the comic world or even the film based world of DC and Marvel or even television. The characters that typically the licensed companies aren't making, they're finding their niche. So all of the Titans characters from the Titans series on HBO Max, they've made almost every one and are continuing to make them. Um, Some of the CW characters, they were the first company to put out a flash base on the CW. Hot Toys just put out their version, but there have been one available from SoSo Toys for years that some people even say some of it is better. Some aspects of that figure is better than the hot toys, but then there are obviously aspects of hot toys that are far superior because hot toys is 
amazing with the amount of detail they put into their figures. But the point is to get an unlicensed figure for a fraction of the cost of what you would pay for a licensed hot toy that can at least, you know, hold its own in standing in your display case shows you that there are options for every type of collector out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, while we're uh, kind of talking about, you know, you mentioned Hot Toys and they are an international company. However, they do have a distribution deal with Sideshow and that's how we're able to get them Correct. in the U.S. You can so, only buy in the U.S. from Sideshow. From Sideshow. Yep. So that's, you know, they have an exclusive deal. So if you uh, want to get it in the U.S., then that, that's where you're going. But um, I now was, there, uh, there's a lot going on in that community. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail oh, there, yeah. but. But there is a lot of frustration there sometimes um, with Sideshow. Some is warranted, some isn't. Um, what I will say, though, is Sideshow has a monopoly over a product that is hotly wanted, no pun intended. Um, so it, you know, it does create a little animosity, especially when others try to buy from companies that are overseas and getting it imported, like, let's say, like a figure arts item. Um, but in the difference here is hot toys are licensed to be sold here only through one retailer, um, whereas hot toys can be sold by any retailer overseas. Um, so it can create some issues there. Um, there are a couple of companies. I'm not going to give one of these companies any recognition because they're terrible at customer service um, overseas that sells a lot. And they're kind of one of those companies more of like a reseller than it is an actual company because there have been some licensed sellers like Jazz Inc. We've talked about in the show before who do amazing license work for the for Batman and various Batman properties, um, as well as have done some unlicensed Star Wars stuff in the past. Um, but they won't even sell through this company overseas because uh, they're so shady. But you have to be careful when you're choosing. If you want to get something quick, let's say you're starting up your YouTube channel or you're trying to get the item first to give a review or you're trying to build your listener base, um, be careful who you buy from overseas if you're new to the game. Make sure you do your due diligence. Go to Reddit, go to different reviews, read what people are saying in different Facebook groups that you're a part of in different collector communities. Make sure you're aware before you buy from someone just because you think you can get it a little bit quicker. Be careful. There are some companies overseas that are fantastic, like um, Toy Buying Agent is a great website. Jean Toy, One Six Kit, those are all great sites run and run very professionally and um, manage their things very, very well. Great reward programs. Um, but be careful. Yeah, absolutely. You need to do your due diligence because I mean, obviously you, you're buying from an unknown, you know, for, unknown to us here in the U S so you have to do your due diligence and, and look around and get reviews and stuff. So, you know, a good example of that is, is ramen toys. So they're an up and coming toy company. And when they started, they were just getting going. So a lot of us, they were doing their third-party version of, they're calling them the 80s commanders, which is the Centurions. Um, a lot of people were like, are these guys for real? And they were asking for payments up front and stuff. So even Robo from the Foosh was like, I like these, but I don't know that I'm, you know, they are legit, uh, you know, but I think we needed, you know, we needed to find out. And so they put out the 80s commanders. They're putting, um, they did them individually. They are putting out a second set 
where the colors are a little bit closer and it's a three pack, but they're also doing, they actually now have a license deal with super seven and they're doing the silver Hawk. So they're doing, right. uh, um, I can't remember the main silver Hawks name now. Um, they're doing, they're doing him and they're doing, they're going to do it uh, a little bit better than, than maybe a lot better than, than the super seven ones, just from the paint perspective of the, the super seven ones look very gray. They got a lot of heat for that. Whereas these are going to be a metallic paint. I don't think they're going to be vac metalized like the vintage ones, because the problem with vac metalization is it's bad for the environment. And after a certain amount of time, it does start to chip and flake and it's really hard to keep it looking nice. So, but they're doing like a very silver paint and then they're doing Monstar. So Quicksilver um, is the name of the character. Quicksilver. For yes. Yep. Thank you. I was thinking, I went through all, I'm like blue steel, <laughs> copper kid. No, nope. <laughs> um, yeah. Quicksilver. So they're doing him and I, I, you know, I'm not a, I, you know, it looks and cool. And pre-order is open right now until April 17th. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That that number keeps coming up again. That I date. know it's also Easter. Yeah, <laughs> um, but so Robin Toys is the real deal, and they've teased that some stuff they're doing next year. Now they they're not putting out a lot because they're a small company, but these are the type of companies that were that are coming out. And you know some of the other reasons why I mean, as far as why I collect international stuff is you know a good one is if you're a fan of a foreign property with little or no U.S. presence or support. Now I'm not. Right. I'm not a fan of common writer. It's just not my thing, but there is a huge fan base over here, but oh, huge, that stuff, huge. you can't get that stuff over here. So no, you, you have can't. to go, you have to order it. Yep. And there's certain, while, while the U S and, and I think you can thank Toonami and maybe some of those shows that came over in the eighties, like the Ronin warriors and stuff like that for introducing anime. Uh, it's still the anime that you, that we get in the U S is still a fraction, unless you're like, have a subscription to Crunchyroll. Um, or something like that. HBO Max. Yep. Is a fraction of what's available. And so not all of those properties are available here in the U S. And the other thing I'll say is that in, in a lot of cases for, for the international stuff, if you have a, if it's something where you have a U.S. version and a Japanese version or a, or a international version, Mm -hmm. there's better detail in some cases. So like you'll hear yep. if, if you follow transformers at all, or even have any kind of like, have your ear to the ground, third-party transformers is huge because a lot of them look better. They transform better. They don't have the kibble. They're painted better than the mass produced Hasbro stuff. Or for instance, you know, I've talked about it here, you know, is the super sentai mecha versus the the power ranger stuff in most cases the japanese versions have have like the the chrome you know paint on them whereas the us will have a flat paint or there's just little details um and then in a lot of cases uh more electronics especially stuff coming out of asia it tends to have more electronics than we do in the us yes uh, you can take it or leave it. I'm not an electronics guy personally. I find it in some cases annoying. And then I, I in some cases it's really cool. Uh, but the other thing is I tend to, if I'm going to display my stuff, and this is just a tip for everybody, I do not leave batteries in anything because yes. you can forget about them. And once you, once that battery leaks, it can corrode it and ruin the whole thing. And uh, you know, for instance, when I bought my, you know, that Nabu queen starship, that was sealed. And so the first thing I did when I got it home was I opened it because I knew I was going to open it. Well, I, I was, I bought it to open, but I went and took the batteries out and, and sure enough, they didn't leak bad. There was a just tiny, I was able to clean it up. No problem. You wouldn't even tell now, but 
that you have to be careful with stuff with batteries. And so electronics for me is cool, but you know, I'm not going to display my stuff for, for my collection. Now, if I was having people over to kind of view the collection, maybe I'll throw some batteries and some stuff, but even my lightsaber from galaxy's edge, I don't store um, that I built. I don't store the, I have that stored with light, you know, with the batteries in it just oh, because yeah. there's just too much, but um, a lot of stuff from Asia. You know, obviously it's exciting to collect international, but I've, I've been so educated. Brian and I have learned so much. So for instance, you know, here's a little tip that I learned recently, and I'm going to share it with everybody. If you're looking to collect super Sentai Mecca, if we start at Power Rangers Mighty Morphin and up through Power Rangers Mystic Force, Bandai America used the exact same molds as Japan. So they might not be as detailed, but the molds are the same. They're still the same size. After that, Bandai America started to make their own molds and they downsized things. They really started to kind of make them smaller. Yeah. And so at that point, you really want to go after the Japanese version because almost always the Japanese version is going to be better detailed, uh, be bigger, just be better in general. But if, if you're willing, like for instance, uh, the Zeo Megazord, the main Megazord, otherwise known as O-Ranger in Japan, the US version came with rope for the two bottom Zords, which are pulled by the Bull Zord and the Lion Zord in their chariot form. In Japan, they came with chain, actual chain, like it is in the show. Now, that Zord is the same mold, but that's an example of a little thing that's changed that the Japanese version which are very expensive at this point because that's an old, way older series. But that's an example of where you're going to get, like, sometimes it's better uh, or higher quality. Yeah, yeah. And what I wanted to add on to about um, the electronics and pieces of that is there are some nuances and changes that are happening in collectibles and toys with being able to manage things that involve being powered up. And a lot of micro little micro USB cords are being developed that allow you to use rechargeable battery packs um, where um, you can even keep it constantly charged to that battery pack and hide that battery pack somewhere. So it's not in the item, the batteries, that it is charged from another place. So yeah. things to be thinking about and new innovative ways of uh, things that are being developed. Right. And then of course, you know, and this is probably uh, for very cheap toys. You do have those toys where they come with a battery, not like a typical, you know, double A or triple A, but they come with a battery that you can't access. And once the battery dies, your toy essentially, yeah. you, you no longer have the functionality in addition to the fact that that battery at some point is probably going to leak. It's true. Yeah. So be aware of those things, but um, I do want to go through um some companies that if you haven't heard of, you should look into. We've talked about ramen toys. We've talked about so-so toys. Uh, we've talked about good smile in the sense of the Nendoroid line, and they do some other things as well. Um, but there are some other companies too. Um, we talked about, we've talked about Mothex figures, but the company, if you're wanting to look up information about it, is called Metacom. And they're not just known for making uh, Mothex figures, which are your typical 12 scale uh figures based on plastic forms and things like that. But they also, Metacom has made um, six scale figures in the past as well. 
Um, and it was called the Real Action Hero line and actually used to sell that. And they still sell their items um, somewhat through a sideshow distributor here in the U.S. But um, they used to have a lot of licenses and they used to do like they've done Indiana Jones and the Real Action Hero line. They've done James Bond, all kinds of other things. So if you're ever looking in the history of that stuff, it's pretty cool to look at. Um, also, I do want to mention um, the Beast Kingdom uh, company. They do a lot of stuff from both small and the uh, realm that you've seen. They have multiple licenses, including Star Wars and Marvel. Um, they've done the Egg Attack figures, you've probably seen before. Um, they also do what's called Master Craft Series, where they do statues and kind of mini pop-esque kind of looking things. Um, kind of similar to Q mechanics here in the U.S., um, but also Beast Kingdom is known for the dynamic action heroes line, which is kind of a niche scale that's different. I believe it's like a one eighth or one seventh or maybe even one ninth scale. I'm not sure exactly, but um, of um, major characters like the latest two that are probably most well known that they announced were the 1989 Joker and uh, 1989 Batman. Um, but that dynamic action, dynamic action hero line is like all cloth. They sell their stuff through Big Bad and through their own site. They have a U.S. distributor, BeastKingdom.us, um, as well as they do sell. Sideshow also does sell some of their items as a retailer. So that's one. That's one company that's centered over in Asia, but they sell their stuff through a number of different retailers in the U.S. We talked about Bondi, but also I do want to mention Kyoto which also is known for their amazing Yamagachi line, which are very stylized, super duper duper articulated, um, almost to a cartoonish articulation of characters, um, as well as their old school Revoltech line, which at one point they did do a few Star Wars characters that um, I believe Big Bad Toy Store still has a couple of C-3PO and R2-D2s stuck in their warehouse somewhere that they're trying to get rid of. So um, those are some items that I definitely wanted to mention um, some different companies are out there you may not have heard of. Yeah, I remember the Revoltech line. I remember that. And a good call on calling out that Medicom uh, does other stuff and they do the Mofex line. You'll find that a lot with these Japanese or, or Asian companies. I know a lot of what we're talking about is Asian, but they're... Um, they will do where they have like Bandai, you know, Bandai, and then there's a bunch of stuff that falls under or Medicom, and then they have a bunch of stuff that falls under that. Um, that's quite common. But, uh, you know, we talked about Hobby Link Japan. Hobby Link Japan is a good source, too. And I can't believe we haven't talked about it. I talked about Gundam Universe, but Gunpla, which is the built model kits that oh, you can yeah. build. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. those are starting to become more readily available in the U.S., but yes. there are exclusive versions that you can only get in Japan. There are sets that you can only get in Japan. The more expensive sets can be a little bit. But a lot of there are hobby shops in the U.S. that carry them. You can find them, actually. Uh, Hobby Lobby or Michaels sometimes will have the model section. They'll have some of their targets got them now. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for stuff from Japan, like Hobby Link Japan uh, does that. And they also do like Tokusatsu toys, which Tokusatsu uh, encompasses Super Sentai, Common Rider, and some other properties. Um, and then uh, we talked about um, uh, Ninin Game, um, Ninigami, you talked about. And then uh, I'm going to say Amazon. So hear me out here. Amazon, not just Amazon Japan, but Amazon US, you can find stuff on there, both used and new, 
Yep. Uh, if you look, because not because Amazon can sell it, but because an international seller can sell it or, or somebody in the US can import them and then sell them on Amazon. Exactly. So I have been able to find like all of my Q Ranger stuff. All of that came from Amazon, except for a couple of things that I got on eBay, but most of it came from Amazon. Right now, I'm debating on getting into Cura Major, uh, which I can find on Amazon. Zen, uh, Zen Kaiger, which is the, the season that's, that aired before Don Brothers. Don Brothers is the current season in Japan. That stuff can be bought brand new in the box uh, on Amazon. So you got to look. Just be aware. Look at the reviews because some people, you know, just like eBay, because eBay is another source. Just look at your reviews because some people will try and sell knockoffs, although I haven't seen much in the way of knockoffs for Super Sentai, but there are some third-party, really cheap-looking stuff, and you can kind of tell by pictures, but two other sites, if you're looking to to get taku, uh, sorry, Tokusatsu Toys, tough word to say, <laughs> <laughs> CS Toys International and Kotatsu Toys Japan, they sell new and used um stuff so you can get it from there mr s runs cs toys uh and and i can recommend them because they come highly recommended in the power rangers community our friends over at mmpr toys order from them all the time um actually josh over at uh um uh lightning storm i think orders from them um so you can order from them and they you can go back and look at old stuff they get new stuff every saturday so you can go on and see what they got new. And then uh, Katatsu Toys, same thing. And he actually has a YouTube channel. So he'll actually review the current Sentai that's going on. And he'll talk about like Power Rangers because he watches Power Rangers versus Super Sentai. And he's over in Japan. So it's a it's really cool to kind of get that perspective of somebody on the other side watching Power Rangers and comparing it. And then talking about, you know, he'll talk about Common Writer for those of you that like Common Writer. Um, so those are some good sites. Um, you know, I also want to mention that international collecting can also be the vintage Star Wars figures were very were, were produced in various countries around the world under different. So you had in in uh, you had Palatoy in the UK, you had Top Toys, I think, down in in uh, South America, and some other things. So you can there's even that kind of international collecting where. Here you're collected the Kenner ones, but people go and start looking for those other ones overseas. Now, something that old with the Star Wars, they've made their way around all over the world. So it's a little bit harder to find. The prices are going to be hard, a little bit higher, but you can find something like that with a line that was licensed out to other toy manufacturers and other regions of the world where there was different versions. So if you're big into the variation hunting, um, that can be a form of international collecting too, but I will warn you it is expensive and that's uh, and you have to make sure that you know what accessories it's supposed to come to because there are differences. So if you're looking to go down that path, I would highly suggest plugging into some groups uh, on Facebook or uh, online, some toy groups that really have some subject matter experts that you can lean on because uh, it's very overwhelming. I mean, just with Yoda stuff alone, I was blown away by a lot of the differences. So just wanted to put that out there as well. 
Absolutely. And I, I do want to mention um, some of my suggestions for places to go if you're looking for third party and licensed items. Um, my suggestions, my favorite two sites. Um, if you're looking for unlicensed 12 scale stuff, the best site to look at is going to be Jean Toy, which is G-I-A-N-T-O-Y. Um, Jean Toy is also a great place to look for six scale unlicensed item as well. One six kit is also a great place. I've mentioned them actually many times before because it's also um, typically the, pace, the place to get Manipole um, um, heads, custom heads. And also one six kit is... Um, really fantastic customer service. They also have an online Facebook community that is very active. The owner is on there all the time. Um, uh, it's just a great company. Really, really great company. Um, probably uh, my favorite overseas place to look um, to look at items uh, alongside John Toy. Um, and what's great about One Six Kit and John Toy, shipping is included in their prices to the U.S. For those looking from the U.S they include shipping in their final price. So shipping is basically free. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, as we kind of wrap up our thoughts on, on international collecting, you know um, just have fun with it. Just make sure you're, you're vetting where you're getting your stuff from. Uh, the, the companies we mentioned here have been vetted. Uh, you can rest assured that these are, are reputable companies. But Absolutely. if you if you have a company that you've dealt with that's reputable, you know, hit us up on our on our social media and and let us know because I'm always down to find places that I can get stuff. Um, and, and just let us know because I'd be interested to find out who those are. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for stuff like that. But um, yeah, just enjoy and and kind of as a as a teaser. Uh, cause we're coming up on the month of May and, and as you know, May is like star Wars month. So you have the, I'll call it the, uh, um, I guess the star Wars holiday for everybody, which is May the 4th. Right. And then the, then, the, and then there's the true star Wars holiday, which is May 25th star Wars day as, as uh, dedicated from Los Angeles mayor. Um, back when uh, May 25th, which is the yeah. original release date of the first film. And, um, and I believe at least one other film was released on that exact day as well. Um, I believe. Yep. Yep. And uh, Memorial day weekend has always been known as star Wars weekend until, you know, the other company took over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, may, may the fourth be with you. Right. And some people like to have fun and say revenge of the six. Cause you know, we can't take that away from Cinco de Mayo. Come on. Yeah. Um, you know, and then at the end of the month, we have uh, star the official star Wars day on May 25th. So a lot of star Wars going on. So Chris T's in there, we might be doing some star Wars convo, maybe some historical discussion going on. Possibly. Um, we may be talking about some different things during that month. Um, so something to look forward to, especially if you are hardcore or dabble in the world uh, of a galaxy far, far away. But um, it has been a fun conversation yet again, Chris. I enjoy talking about things that I'm very much into right now, which is a lot of import stuff, a lot of unlicensed third-party things getting crazy, you know, starting to, starting to dig into stuff that's a little bit unknown, hasn't been treaded down too much before. But um, as always, enjoy what you collect and collect what you enjoy. Well, Brian, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Come back next month to hear us talk toys and collectibles on Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Until next time, we wish you good luck on your toy hunt. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, we would love a five-star review on iTunes. You can find Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast on Facebook at Thrill of the Hunt Collector Podcast. There you can interact with us and find links to our other social media channels. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and belong solely to them. This podcast is not affiliated with any of the toy companies or licenses mentioned in the show. This show may not be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without express written consent from the hosts.